Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Wow, we are moving through this season, season four. I hope that you are enjoying the journey. I hope that you're caught up on season four, but even if you're not, that's okay. Just make sure that you go back, make sure that you're caught up on all things Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I know that we have enjoyed being together during the most wonderful time of the year, but how blessed are we that we are actually spending one of my favorite days together. It's Christmas Eve. You know what? There's a movie on Hallmark called It's Christmas Eve, Eve, and the main character's name is Eve. I don't know if there are any Eves out there, but it's Christmas Eve. I'm so excited. This day, tomorrow, and the next day bring me so much joy. What better way to begin this Christmas weekend than to have a Christmas conversation with you, my army. I can only imagine what you must be doing right now. Are you out with the rest of the world in the hustle and bustle looking for last minute gifts? Or are you in the grocery store getting the final items on your recipe list? Or perhaps you've done all of that and you're home making the final preps as you prepare to have guests in your home. Or maybe you aren't doing any of that. And today is a day of relaxation for you because you're an invited guest and you get to just show up. Whatever the case may be, I hope that you're spending this day in reflection in gratitude, and in great expectation. I hope that you're reflecting on what this season truly means and what it represents. While it's easy to get caught up in the gift giving, the matching pajamas, or the Yuletide carols, we must never forget the true meaning of the season, and that is the birth of our Savior. The scripture says that the angel came to bring good news, and this season represents good news. Reflect on the goodness of the season. Anytime that we reflect, we should automatically be propelled into gratitude. Be thankful today, tomorrow, and in the days to come. You are alive to experience another Christmas holiday. There are so many, who are not here to witness and to experience what you're able to experience. Even more so, just think back to last year when our Christmas holiday looked vastly different than it did from previous years. This year, we should be thankful that we're able to gather 
that we're able to celebrate and that we have so many reasons for which to be grateful. Finally, live in expectation. When the three wise men followed the star that would carry them to Jesus, they had expectation of what they would find, the promised king. They carried out their journey in great expectation because they believed. We too should continue throughout our journey today and in the days to come because we believe in the promise of God of what's to come. The miracle of this season shows us that God is still able to perform miracles in our lives. And if we live in great expectation, we will find great reward if we walk the path God has prepared for us. So yes, today is Christmas Eve and today has the ability to be the greatest day of your life if you allow it. We don't have to wait until Christmas to believe. We can believe today that our lives can change in a way that we've never even seen before. So how are you spending Christmas? What big plans do you have? I love Christmas Eve so much because our Christmas kicks off today. My mom's side of the family gathers on Christmas Eve for our Christmas celebration, and it is always a grand time. Everyone in the family participates in a gift exchange. We do family karaoke. My aunt recites the Christmas story, and the night seems to never end as we laugh our way into Christmas. Christmas is spent with my dad's side of the family, and as a child, that meant going to my grandmother's house. But after she transitioned to her heavenly home, it now means going to my aunt's house or making various stops. After last year, Christmas is different. And like some of you, we find ourselves in a juxtaposition of enjoying time-honored traditions, but needing to create new traditions as we continue to battle the loss of my sister. As I tell myself, I'll tell you, feel the loss, but celebrate the Savior nonetheless. Of course, I'll always love when Christmas falls during the weekend, because that means church will be near. So the afterglow of Christmas will be church, and that's always good news. I'm sure some of you might think, wow, April, your Christmas celebration is exhausting. You have so much to do and it might seem that way. I have a lot of family on both sides and we're all close. So we try to remain so during the holidays. When I was younger, my sister and I would joke that on Christmas day, we would begin a Christmas tour of sorts where my parents, sister and I would hop in the car and travel to different family members' houses, dropping in to give Christmas greetings. We wouldn't stay long, but long enough so that these family members or my parents' friends could see Charnel and I, and so that my mom and dad could see persons that they talked to regularly, but saw far less often. For others, it may have seemed futile, but for my mom, it was worth it. It was a win. I believe that is how you should also view your journey. On this Christmas Eve, as you reflect on your individual journey and how far you've come, you should view every step as a win. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up on the distance we've gone or to measure whether or not we've traveled the length we said we would travel. Maybe you didn't do the marathon. Maybe you didn't even do a 10K. That's okay. Every step is a win. 
If you did one mile, you still won. Of course, we aren't really talking about actual races here. When you reflect upon the goals you set at the beginning of this year, don't measure your success on whether or not you actually accomplished every goal. Begin to think in terms of whether or not you took necessary steps to begin achieving those goals. Perhaps you set out to lose 20 pounds. I sure did. Did you lose them? No, I did not. But did you? That's okay. But did you exercise this year or start getting more rest or begin to relieve yourself of some of the stress in your life that will help you on the journey to becoming more healthy? Then that's a win. You're building the stamina it takes to lose the 20 pounds. And just because the scales don't say you lost the weight doesn't make you a loser or a failure. You're still a winner. Did you set the goal to graduate or to get a new job? Just because neither happened doesn't mean you also failed. If you're still in school or taking classes, then those steps are wins. Maybe you need the extra time in training so that you will be fully prepared when you do enter the job market or when you do actually graduate. The only person you're competing against is yourself. So make sure that you understand every class you take, every assignment you complete is a win for you. Even if you were passed on for the promotion, you still won. You still have a job, right? Maybe the promotion wasn't exactly suited for you. Maybe you thought you wanted this particular promotion, but maybe you needed to remain where you are for the season that you're in in your life right now. There will always be other jobs and other promotions. This does not minimize your pain or disappointment, but it does mean that you can still be a winner even when you lose. You can still believe that on your journey, you have achieved a win, even if you can't check an imaginary box on a list. It takes steps in order to get from one side to the next. And the only way we are able to take the next step in life is to believe that the previous step was worthwhile, that it was valuable, that we made it count. Every step we take means something if we allow our steps to be ordered by God. Every step is a win when we are going in the direction that he has planned for us. Today, don't allow anyone to tell you that your year was meaningless that you didn't accomplish anything, or that you wasted almost 365 days just because they can't see the fruit of your labor. Every step has brought you to where you are today, and that is a win worth celebrating. Even as we celebrate, we should take great stride to learn from the times we felt like we lost. As you know, we are huge sports fans in my family, and we especially love the rivalries that exist among us in college football. I graduated from the University of Notre Dame and went to graduate school at the University of Alabama. Charnell graduated from the University of Georgia. All three of these schools are football powerhouses, so we have lots of fun, or not so much, on Saturday nights. Earlier in the season, the University of Alabama lost to Texas A&M, which caused them to fall in the rankings. The University of Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati, which also caused them to fall in the rankings. The University of Georgia, however, played well throughout the season, 
and sat at number one for much of the season until the SEC championship where they met the University of Alabama. Almost everyone in the country predicted that UGA would beat Alabama because UGA had the number one defense. I, however, kept telling my dad that Nick Saban, coach of Alabama, wasn't going to lose twice in one season. I told him that whatever caused the team to lose earlier in the season, he would make sure wouldn't be an issue when they played UGA. While the SEC championship was a good game, it was evident that UA dominated the game and everyone who was determined that UGA was going to win soon found out that Nick Saban and the University of Alabama did what I'm proposing you to do. They learned from their loss. In life, we won't win all of the time. We won't be up all of the time. Things won't always go our way. As the saying goes, life is not Burger King and we can't have it our way all of the time. But that's okay, because if we are wise, we can learn from our loss. When we lose, when we've been knocked down, when we get passed over, when we're overlooked, we don't have to accept what has been handed to us. Instead, we can take the loss and turn it into a lesson. And we can realize that we actually learn more from adversity than prosperity. Loss teaches us endurance. It teaches us tenacity and it teaches us humility. When we lose, we understand that none of us are perfect and it allows us to make our strengths stronger and it helps us to recognize our weaknesses and turn them into strengths. As you reflect on your losses this year or on your journey, don't just identify them, learn from them. Take accountability for them. Every time we lose, it isn't someone else's fault. Sometimes we hold just as much responsibility for our loss as the next person. Own the loss and then learn from it. If punctuality calls you your job, don't be upset about it. Learn from it and then change your behavior. If your attitude was the reason why you weren't chosen for the position, take a hard look at yourself, make the adjustments, and learn from those around you. My favorite part of the football game is halftime. Sure, the halftime entertainment is great. Well, at least in high school it was. But I don't like halftime because of the entertainment. I like halftime because in the locker room, the coach is giving his or her team the greatest pep talk ever and also making halftime adjustments. A good coach is using halftime to hone in on what's working and what's not in order to come back for the second half and win the game. Consider this your halftime. Figure out what's helping you win. Strengthen those qualities. Figure out what's keeping you at a loss. Discard those qualities and learn from them. Make the adjustments. Again, your only competition is yourself. So I asked you, how are you spending your Christmas? But what I really should have been asking you is are you winning or are you losing?
Your perspective on your life makes all the difference on how you view and ultimately how your journey ends up. There's a song by DJ Khaled called All I Do Is Win. And my cousin and I love that song. It came out years ago when he was like five and he would go around singing it and he would say, come on Auntie April, do your hands like this. And so I would follow his instructions and proceed to sing the song with him. He was really only stuck on one line. Actually, it's the most important line of the song. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. While we know that literally we won't win all of the time, if we have an attitude of winning though, we will view everything in our life positively and we can adjust even when it seems as if we haven't won. Once our mindset changes, then our outlook changes. Once that happens, everything around us begins to shift. When the shift occurs, you are in celebration mode all of the time. You'll be like my cousin and you'll want to come in with your hands up and sing your mantra. You'll celebrate yourself even if no one else celebrates you. And that's okay. It's okay to clap for yourself, to pray for yourself, to be happy for yourself, to compliment yourself. Don't be full of yourself, but certainly celebrate yourself. Since you're on this journey with God and yourself, and since you aren't competing with anyone else, there are going to be times when you not only have to celebrate yourself, but you have to encourage yourself. And that's how we put one foot in front of the other. That's how we take the next step. That's how we make sure that on a day like Christmas Eve, we look at our journey and we are reminded of the ultimate journey that was taken on our behalf. So celebrate yourself and allow that celebration to lead you to a celebration of the Most High King. You are a gift. And anytime you celebrate the gift, you can't help but thank the giver. Today, I'm grateful to God for you. I'm grateful for your journey, the steps you've made and the steps you're about to embark upon. May you be led in light. There is joy all around us. Even if you feel burdened by sadness, I urge you to be intentional about finding some joy. If nothing else, be reminded that we have all been given so much. 1 Corinthians 9 and 15 reads, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. The gift of Jesus Christ is available to all, and it is truly the gift that gives and gives and gives. May you find joy in him and in the promise that he is Emmanuel, God with us. May his presence be the very present that brings you everything you need this Christmas holiday. From my family to yours, have a joyous and very Merry Christmas. And before you go, I certainly like to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. 
May we all remember that you are truly the reason for this season and for every other season. Thank you so much, family. Have a very Merry Christmas and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.